You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome, everyone, to Pole Parlor. This is episode 59, Felix Kane. I'm your host, Crimson Mix. This week on the podcast, we have the queen herself, Felix Kane. On this episode, we talk about how Felix went from trained ballet dancer to one of the biggest pole dance stars in the world, her viral Miss Pole Dance Australia YouTube video that influenced so many women and men to begin their own pole dance journey, her experience traveling around the world with Cirque du Soleil, And we also chat about her current life as a studio and competition owner. Check out all the notes from today's show at www.poleparlor.com. And while you're there, check out the Pole Parlor shop for some fun pole wear and accessories. And also, shout out to today's episode sponsor, Aerial Therapy. Aerial Therapy is the Island of Bermuda's first and only dedicated pole studio. Conveniently located just outside the city of Hamilton, every detail of the facility was designed with pole in mind. They cater to all fitness levels, body types, and pole styles with 11 plus classes per week and five certified instructors who are passionate, experienced, diverse, and most of all, fun. If you ever needed an excuse to take a trip to the beautiful island of Bermuda, now you have one. And the studio owner, Marilyn, is a total babe. You can learn more at www.aerialtherapybermuda.com. And now, let's bring on Felix. Welcome, Felix Kane, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, pleasure's all mine. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Let's jump in. The same question we start with every guest. For how long have you been polling and how did you first discover pole dance? I have been polling for 14 years um, in January, so nearly 14 years, 13 years and a bit. And I started... 2004? Uh, 2006 should be, or maybe it's 13, 2006, January. Okay. Is that 14 years? Next January? I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm good at pole dance. (laughs) Not good at math. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. So 2006 in January. um, And I started because my little sister, had she was 14 years old at the time and she had um gone to a pole dancing class my mom had let her go to a pole dancing class and she came back home and she was so excited about it and I said to my mom you know how could you let her do that that's just for strippers that's that's disgusting mother you're such a bad mom (laughs) and she said to me oh you've got you've got to be more open-minded it's not what you think it is like you should really check it out you'd probably enjoy it And um, so I realized that my mom was cooler than me and I had to try pole dancing. (laughs) So I was, I was against it, you know, initially I thought it was um, 
a dirty, horrible, nasty thing. Oh. And, uh, and I didn't want to do it, but I had to because mum is not cooler than me. I had to be cooler than mum. And, um, and that's how I started. I went to a pole dancing class and I actually did fall in love with it from the very first hour. So mum and you. <laughs> oh, she called it. Does your sister still pole dance? No, she just did that one free trial and that was it. <laughs> How, what are the chances? That's so funny, the irony and all of that. Wow. I know, I know. Because I never would have done it by myself, like, just because I was curious. I never would have. Wow. And what part of Australia was this in? Um, this was in Perth, Western Australia. Okay, awesome. Where you still are, right? You're still in Perth? Yeah, yeah, yes. I am. I am. Okay, well, so did you have a history in dance or like sport or anything? What were you coming in with? Yes, I um, trained ballet for um, since I was four years old. Oh, wow. Um, so I had, and I was 20, I was just 20 when I started or 21 when I started pole dancing. So a lot of, a lot of ballet. I wanted to be a ballerina. Um, so I went to um, a full-time dance school in London called the English National Ballet and graduated from there. And then after that, I stopped dancing and went back to university. So I had a little um, break from dancing because I was not, I don't know, I wasn't happy doing it, okay. but I was miserable without it. So I had ballet in me and then I found pole dancing. So you were, you had graduated from the school in London and you had just come to back to Australia to get on some type of like quote-unquote career path yeah so um, I um after I graduated I was quite young when I graduated yeah I was gonna say that I was what the heck like 20 yeah I was I was um well I was 14 when I when I started at the full-time dance school so I was 16 when I graduated and for most um uh jobs uh in, in dance and in ballet, you need to be 18. So it was difficult for me to get work. Yeah. Um, so for two years, I sort of um, tried to, to get regular. Well, I wanted to be in a company, but it was uh, all I was getting was um, like um, sort of temporary um, jobs as a dancer. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy doing it. So I decided to go back to university and I studied science and then um, came back to Australia to study and was studying um, at uni when I found pole dancing so it was sort of I was I thought that my dancing days were over the universe works in very mysterious ways <laughs> sure does. but obviously the ballet helped you tremendously in being able to pick up on pole so quickly and yes definitely I think that having yeah, having that body awareness and um, coordination um, ballet is very technically extremely difficult and it's, it's uh, there's a there's one right way of doing it and you have to train extremely hard to do everything correctly um so you have a huge amount of coordination and I think that transfers over to the pole really well yeah no definitely what was your so 2006 you started you did Miss Pole Dance Australia Australia 2006 yeah, so I had been pole dancing for eight months, I think, when I won that competition. Get out. That's that's crazy. So you yeah. just decided right away you were that hooked, so you started training immediately and was looking uh -huh. up competitions because I'm sure the submission for that was like months before. And so um, Yeah, so first they had the WA Heat, so the Western Australia Heat. I think that was 
Mm, I can't really remember. I think it was maybe two months before the um, finals. So maybe I'd been pole dancing for about six months, maybe less. And, um, and I was a little bit apprehensive about doing it because I hadn't been doing it for very long. And um, I didn't think I was very good. So, uh, yeah, so I, I did it because I thought, well, why not? And then I won the WA heat and then um, went through to the finals. And then I won that one as well. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Good way to start off your career. <laughs> yeah, I think I think because I didn't really have much experience in the pole dancing world or industry. I wasn't really expecting uh, anything. I just was curious and wanted to experience being on stage as a pole performer. So I hadn't, yeah, I guess I just didn't really have any expectations. And I had a lot of experience on stage. Like I, I have been dancing since I was four. So, yeah. um, so I, and I enjoy performing. I love being on stage. So it was, yeah, it was something that I wanted to do. Wow. Yeah. That, that performance, as I'm sure, you know, is cited so often as the video that, Polars around the world saw and was like, that, I want to do that. Like, <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. so, I think it's, um, it was kind of like lucky timing and everything because I am, I'm not a very technologically savvy person. Like, I'm good at the splits and that's about it. So, back then, um, the, the guy actually who filmed the performance, he was the one that put it up on YouTube. And I, still have never put a video of myself up on YouTube because I don't know how. <laughs> so um, so it was quite uh, interesting that it, it um, interesting timing, I think, because it was one of the first poll videos that was on YouTube. So it was one of the first videos that was seen by a lot of people, which was cool as well. Yeah, Accident. wow. <laughs> yeah, give that guy some credit. I hope he knows, yeah. like, what an industry. Yeah. That dude, I don't even know if you still know who he is, but he's kind of yeah, like... his name is Zoltan, and I think his... Um, pretty sure he's still filming the film company is called delicatessen and um i think and yeah so shout out to him yeah thanks. <laughs> yeah he's like help being responsible for getting so many people interested in finding yeah. a pole studio and starting to dance yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so what was that what was that day like just because I feel like this, it's one of those few moments in pole history that like should be properly documented or it would be nice to know like, hey, like that is a really important performance. Like you just kind of went in like, eh. Uh, yeah, I remember I was extremely nervous. I still get extremely nervous whenever I go on stage. Um, I, I, I have huge stage fright and anxiety. Um, so I was super nervous. Um, and what do I remember? I remember not being able to sleep the night before. So I was extremely tired. It was in a, like, it was in a, a hotel or some sort of venue, like a big hall, kind of a, like a wedding venue. It wasn't a theater. And so there was a ballroom full of like pole dancers, anxious pole dancers. And there was one pole dancer. I can't remember her name, but she got really drunk and she got disqualified. So I remember that. <laughs> I think she tried to punch the organizer. Um, <laughs> And then, um, then I went on and I thought I did rubbish and I came off. I was like, oh, well, there's always next year. 
because um, there was like there were pole dancers that people sort of knew who they were because they've been in the industry a bit longer and so I was like oh, they're definitely gonna win they're much better than me they're much stronger than me they're much better pole dancers and um and my style was really different as well so I like thought I was just like oh I'll never mind you know gave it a shot <laughs> and then um and then I won and then I remember being just really surprised and and then I, I slept really well that night so I don't I don't remember very much such a long time ago, but those are the things I remember. <laughs> hey, no, that's that's enough. That's cool. And like you said, you weren't like the other dancers because you had been dancing less and you had your ballet influence. Like when yeah. you were even putting your your piece together, like did you have influences that that inspired you for your pieces back then before because this is before Mm, social media and stuff yeah not really it was just the moves it was literally all the moves I could do (laughs) (laughs) that was it that was my pole repertoire and um I tried to utilize my extensions because uh I had them from ballet so I tried to utilize as much um of my dance that I could and I suppose creating a piece that was um very in sync with the music so musically a beautiful um const- a beautifully constructed piece of um dance because I didn't have that many pole tricks and <laughs> back then the the I think I think the the time limit was a lot longer I think we had oh. to go for seven minutes or something crazy so oh my god there was a lot yeah there was a lot of time and not a lot of pole moves <laughs> yeah I mean who could do it for that long that would be intense <laughs> yeah yeah oh it was just basic spins though um and I think the video because the video that's on YouTube is only the second half of oh. the performance that that was on the spinning pole there was a whole other half on the static pole which probably didn't make it onto YouTube because I was so terrible <laughs> Zoltar just made a decision he was like oh I'm curious now I'm sure it was absolutely fabulous but that's very interesting to know you had performed like a whole other half before getting yeah. into that Damn. yeah 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 so that was yeah that was just the second half the final bit um bless bless young Felix she had so much energy (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm glad that that that's been updated that would be a a really hard thing for a lot of people to try to to try to maintain my goodness well so okay after after this you you win you didn't know you're oh me and so did you decide then and there you were going to start pursuing pull and leave the science behind or how did that transition happen oh no I decided that pretty much like two weeks into (laughs) into pole dancing I was like oh (sighs) this is what I want to do with my life yep (sighs) I can see that there's a studio and this is how I want to make this is how I want to make my money I want to make my money pole dancing um I don't want to be I don't want to be a research scientist I don't want to be in a lab for the rest of my life I want to move my body and I think that um yeah, going into it, I was like, oh, doesn't I don't have to use my dance background only in one way. Like, I can use it in this way. And uh, this is what I want to do. This is, this is my world now. And so I just I, I quit uni. I quit my job and just started pole dancing full time. 
your moms didn't know what she'd set you up for. Oh, mom and dad were like, what? <laughs> you want to do what? Don't you think that it's just a hobby? You could just have it as a hobby. Like, nope. It worked out nope. for you. So, you know, they're eating their words now, I guess. Yeah. Oh, they're super proud now. At first they were like, oh, no. No, I feel like that's but good parenting like, to be like, are you, are you sure? Yeah. Because well, I only had, um, I was in my final year at uni, I think. I only had one year left and I just like no nah, I don't want to do it anymore I don't want to do it I don't want to be a scientist I want to I want to be a pole dancer and so they were like maybe just like maybe just finish the degree and then be a pole dancer but I was like no nah, no nah, pole dancing now this is what I do now <laughs> <laughs> you could always go back I suppose well the brain will yeah. wait but the body won't yeah that isn't that true yeah totally so what did that look like then? So when you were a professional pole dancer back in 2006, 2007, 2008, how did you make that happen? Um, well, I think the one of the very first pole dancing gigs I ever got was um, because uh, it was just before the competition. I hadn't ever performed pole in front of people before, just in the studio. So I wanted to get some experience um, pre- performing um, pole dancing so I'd created this act uh, the one that's on YouTube and um, I took it to a strip club because that was the only place with poles and I said hi I'm gonna do a show for you I'm not gonna take off my clothes and you're gonna pay me for it and they were like um probably not I was like, <laughs> how about how about I just do one tonight and you can see what it is and if you hate it I'll leave and I'll never come back and if you like it then you can pay me and they were like but you have to take your clothes off. And I was like, no, nah, no, I don't. And so I did the show, the same show that I um, performed at um, the competition. And they, I came off stage and they're like, all right, so you're going to be here every uh, Friday and Saturday and this is the pay that you're going to get. And I was like, no, I'm going to be here every Friday, Saturday and Sunday and this is the pay I'm going to get. I was very rambunctious little, little young you. pole dancer. So, um, and they were like, they were adamant that I was going to take my clothes off. And I just said no. And so I started working in a strip club as a non-stripper, just as a performer. Oh, wow. And did you like yeah. eventually get to the part where you're taking the clothes off? Or were you just always like, not, yeah, not when I was pole dancing. I always, um, when I was doing the pole act, I always kept my clothes on. Um, but That's I cool. remember one um night I came off stage one of the girls that I had made friends with who was working at the club was like Felix Felix I've got a lap dance for us I'm like oh no 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 I don't do that I'm a performer I'm not a stripper and she was like it's four hundred dollars I was like okay I'm just I'm just gonna copy you (laughs) (laughs) so um so that and um that was when I I sort of realized oh I can make a lot of money doing nothing and practicing or I can like work my butt off nine till five to try and make money to pole dance so that was when I transitioned into um working at the strip club so I was like well this is easy I just get paid to practice yeah um and yeah so I spent eight or nine hours a day practicing instead of working and that was that worked out better for me Oh my gosh. So they, and they would let you do like performance and then like do the floor stuff is like work the floor as well. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were really, really um, quite, I think happy to have me because I was, I um, assume so. well, easily the best pole dancer in, um, in WA. And so I brought a lot of people in to come and see the crazy girl on the pole. Yeah. Um, and I was terrible at hustling, but because my shows were very good, that's how I, 
sort of made money. You know, people would just be like, oh, that was very impressive. Here's the money. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, because a lot of strip clubs have that today. They have feature performers that don't strip. So you like, yeah, kind of started yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I, I totally started it. Yeah, you were, no one did it before you. <laughs> Nobody did it before me, that was me. But it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Um, and yeah. that's awesome. I'll show you, they don't throw dollars, right? No. It's like not. like, because we don't have a dollar note. We yeah, only have a dollar coin. I think we coin, discussed this so before. Okay. Yeah. Thankfully, they don't throw dollars. But you can, you buy tipping dollars at the club prints. Okay. So then... Maybe at the end of the in. night, the dancers will cash them in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always try to remember to ask that because I'm just super curious with, with the guests that come on and our shippers. And then I forget which countries yeah, say what. Yeah. So. But the good thing is, though, when people do throw dollars at you, the smallest bill is a $5 note. So I've had like 50s and 100s thrown at me. And I'm like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they don't, they don't throw dollar bills, but they still throw money at you. That's cool. Well, That's yeah. Yeah. So then were you doing, did you start touring, doing workshops? No, I didn't. I um, I was part? teaching here in Australia, just like at a pole studio. And then um, what happened? I didn't start doing workshops, I don't think, in the first few years that I was pole dancing. Probably not until I won the second Um Miss Pole Dance Australia. Um, and then right after I won that, I think is when I got offered the contract from Cirque du Soleil. So then I went over to Cirque. I think it was only, I was only teaching for maybe two and a bit years. It wasn't very long okay. before I got the contract with Cirque. So then I left, went to Cirque. And I think that's when I started doing a lot of touring, a lot of workshops was after I left Australia. Okay, yes. Let's talk about it. You got so you got asked. You didn't even reach out to um Cirque du Soleil and Oh yeah, yeah. Um so they saw a video of me on um YouTube and then I think I think what happened is one of the talent scouts found a video and then it was forwarded to the artistic director of um Zumanity, which is the Cirque du Soleil show in um, Las Vegas at New York, New York. And then they contacted me and asked me if I'd like to live in Vegas for a couple of years. And um, and I said yes. So yeah, that was that was really I I think I would never have thought that pole dancing would be in the circus. It's my career's all just been a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh okay are you sure okay yeah and so and I don't know I just never really thought I was that good at pole dancing to be in Cirque du Soleil and um but then I was so and I, I remember when I went over I was so like um intimidated by everybody because everyone was so amazing and I just was watching people warm up like oh wow everyone's amazing that must be trippy. Now? Yeah. It just... was trippy. I was like, oh, my goodness. They're all going to see how shit I am at the pole. And I can't even do a handstand. What am I doing in Cirque du Soleil? <laughs> <laughs> what worked out? What was your role? Like, what was your your, your act in, in it? Um, so in in Zumanity, I was, I think the, the character's called Flame. And she is... Um, basically trying to reignite the passion between her and her partner that's sort of fizzled out over time. So she's trying to re-seduce her partner. 
Um, and it's called Dance on TV. So there's a, a TV at the beginning and there's all the boys are all watching a football game. And her, um, her, I guess, point or purpose in the, throughout the act is to slowly get the attention of the boys. And she's a bit angry with everyone, so she ends up beating them up a little bit and then getting their attention by taking her top off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this is like a sexy Cirque du Soleil, right? Like a- oh, yeah, yeah, it's topless. So it's um, uh, 18 and above, I think. Cool. And um, maybe it's different in America. Is it 21 or 18? 18. I think it's 18. I can't remember. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it was, it's just a sexy circus. Cool. Yeah. How long did you do it for? Um, I think I was in that one for two and a half years. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then I went to um, the Michael Jackson Immor- Immortal World Tour, which is the Cirque du Soleil show. That was a touring one, so not in Vegas anymore. Um, and that one I was with for four years, I think, four and a bit years. Oh, my gosh. So you were in the living in the States for a while. Three, so, yeah. I was so I, I was um, living there when I was in Vegas for two and a half years. But then when I was on tour, because I left from the States, oh, I just it? kept most of my stuff in Vegas because yeah. I didn't have a, a house anywhere else. So yeah. that was kind of my base point. Um, but, yeah, not, not, a, not a hugely long time. Okay. Um Still, were you, and you, you said you were able to do, do you had breaks to do workshops and like travel around a bit? That's cool. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that was good. And then um, when I wasn't working and um, touring, then I was with the circus, I was touring by myself and working, doing workshops for myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot. And you were, you did not do, do any strip club stuff in Vegas or you did? No, never. Didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You were busy enough. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's, that's super fun. So you did, so the Michael Jackson tour comes, you were with him for four, four years, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Four and a half maybe? Four years? Yeah. And that's international. Yeah. That was all over the world. And that was the all ages show as well. Kept my boobs in for that one. That's... (laughs) That's just as fine. Well, I mean, you must have been an introduction for a lot of people to pole because if you were one of the first people to pole dance in Cirque and how many people see that show, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And that was like one of the main reasons that I um, took that contract was because um, it was like an all ages. It was um, like Zumanity was awesome, but it it was still that sort of sexy only for adults yeah um sort of pole dancing but I I thought it was awesome to have the um combination of like Michael Jackson all these amazing performers dancers and and be asked to pole dance in that show as well I thought I was really um flattered and uh and really impressed that they wanted to put pole dancing in uh, such a huge show so that's yeah, cool you really are an introduction to for a lot of people to to pole via your shows or YouTube it's super that's super cool it's a good time to yeah it's it's, it's really um humbling to hear and 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 I hear it a lot um when people say you know your video is the reason I started pole dancing um and that's that's amazing because I I love it I love dancing uh, and I love pole dancing more than more than anything in the world and so when that translates into inspiration for somebody else and it 
makes them want to get up and try it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else you can really ask for than sharing your joy. I know, that's crazy. So did you, during that time, were you involved in like other pole industry competitions or performances or anything like that? Or were you kind of really just existing in the Cirque world? I was really just in the Cirque world. It's um, very time consuming, especially yeah. in Vegas, um, because you do two shows a night. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of work. And so physically you're exhausted and you don't, contractually you're not really allowed to do much outside of the circus um especially with your performance because of the risk to your body um yeah so it's um to replace any performers very expensive for circus, so they are very protective of what you do with your body um and that's you know understandable uh so you are limited in what you can do and how much you can do they let you do things but you have to get permission and you have to you have to be safe um so really, yeah, you, you, are, you are limited, but at the same time, you know, you're working for one of the, the greatest circus companies in the world. So, Yeah, I know. It's kind of like a lot of people do the competitions and the performances to get that job, to get into circus, ultimately, like, a, you know, Janine Butterfly right. or someone like that, you know, who it's like, right, that's right. like yeah, everyone like, wants that. And you kind of just didn't you want to ha- make a name for yourself so yeah. you, can, you can get the big jobs and be in the circuses yeah yeah yeah. and then there's some asshole that just surprise gets a surprise email (laughs) (laughs) you were before the time you were you were were a pioneer Felix (laughs) so (laughs) speaking of keeping your body safe you did have like an accident right yeah we had I had a was the opposite bad accident in the creation of um the Michael Jackson show so um basically it was a mechanical malfunction so I was on the pole and and they lost control of the motor and so I was flung off it and I I broke a lot of my face (laughs) um yeah it was it was really bad but um Cirque handled it you know amazingly well and they cover everything that needs to be covered and I was lucky to be able to be be put back together and be able to pole dance and um all the rehab and everything was at sex so it was it was a pretty horrific accident it was really awful um and the recovery was very long but but I'm still here and uh and your face looks beautiful I know they fixed me up so pretty (laughs) (laughs) how long was the how long was the recovery for Oh, it was about a year, I guess, wow. all up. Um, it took a, it took quite a long time because I damaged my shoulder quite badly, and that was um, this is my dominant shoulder. So that yeah. that took a lot of work because it's got such a big uh, tear in it. Um, I can't use it the same way that I used to, so I had to strengthen other parts of my body to compensate for the load that this was no longer able to take. Oh my gosh! What city were you in when this happened? Where you were recovering? Uh, I was in I was in Ottawa. It was we were in an arena in Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So did you you stayed you stayed in Canada to take care of I everything? I did. I uh, the surgery. I, I had to have an emergency facial reconstruction, and that was done in Ottawa. And then I went to Montreal, and I was in Montreal for a little while, and then they. Um, 
shipped me back home to my parents yeah, because I couldn't really do anything. Parents were probably yeah. so freaked out. Oh, mom and dad were like they were mortified um, that I went back to working, uh, doing the same thing. I was like, well, what else am I going to do, mom? Like, this is what I do. And it's a risk that you are aware of when you, when you go into using your body as, as your tool. And when you are in a big company and, and doing, um, working with big mechanics and big motors and big stages, it's, it is a risk that you, you have to be aware of, um, and accidents happen, so yeah. I'm just lucky that I'm still here. Oh, well, we're so happy you are too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. So at what point, so you finished up the Michael Jackson show, you went back after you kind of went through rehab a bit, finished up the show, and then you were like, I'm, I'm going to head back to Australia now? Yeah, so actually the um, show came through Perth. I think it was... Um, I think it was on one of the last legs. I think it was one more leg after this. It was another Asian. Um, we went through Asia again after Australia. But we came through Perth and I was like, oh, I just don't want to live out of a suitcase anymore. <laughs> I just wanted a washing machine and a kitchen. And I think after four years of being like not having a home and really it's been about well, seven or eight years since I had left Perth, left home to go to the circus. And um, when I left, I was young and I just wanted to see the world and I wanted to work and I wanted to do things. And when I came back, I was like, oh, I definitely want to start moving now. Like I just really wanted a base and Perth felt like home. So um, so I hung up my touring shoes and unpacked my suitcases and, uh, and uh, settled down here. Yeah. And you opened a, did you open your studio right away or did? Yes, uh, I'm here right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I was here for about, uh, two years maybe before I opened the studio oh. year two years yeah two years before I um opened my studio so yeah that must be fine. weird to come back and be like okay like what are you gonna do go train at a studio or teach or like you kind yeah of just... yeah exactly and I think that like after such a long time in the industry you're like mm okay, it's time to do my own thing now, you know, like I don't want to work for anybody else. And yeah. I've established my name and I'm going to use it. Yeah. So what was your, what was, what's your studio like? Like, do you have a mission and like inspiration? Yeah, def- definitely. So I think my, I've got two main missions and that's to really encourage the um, feeling of family and community that, that pole dancing has. So, um, so I think my number one goal is to make people feel welcome and to make people feel like, you know, you don't have to look like a certain way. You don't have to be super flexible. It, it's pole dancing is something that's for everyone and everybody is welcome here. And then my second um, and main goal is to make it affordable for everybody. So mm. not to have it as a um, elitist or um, boutique form of fitness but have it as something that is affordable for for everybody and and something that everybody can do as them as their fitness not just as like once a week but yeah. as regular regular training on a daily basis how do you do that what's um so I offer unlimited access at the studio so oh. if you're training more than three classes a week um it's better for you to do the unlimited access so after three classes basically all your other classes are free so 
well, you pay just under the cost of three classes. And then, um, so it's 75 Australian dollars a week. And then you can do as many classes as you want. You can do every single class that's on the timetable. And there's, I think, 40 classes a week. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I, yeah. I'm assuming a lot of people take advantage of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it, and it's great, you know, because you don't have to have a gym membership and then come to the to the pole dancing studio and then practice on your, by yourself, invest in a pole. You can do everything here. I do stretching classes. I do acro classes. I do um, aerial classes. And that's all included in your um, unlimited access. So I really want to make it a place where you can come and be every day and, um, and have fun while you're being fit as well. Yeah. Like, if you're going to – because people – that's how people treat the gym. They're there every day, and it, yeah. you know, but it's just like a more fun, sexy gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, – so because that's how I train. I, I don't go to the gym and then come to pole once a week. Like, yeah. I'm here every single day. So I want it to be reflective of my experience and how I like to train. Yeah. And do you teach a lot of classes still? I teach every day. I teach wow. every day. I love it. Oh, that's a lie. I have like one day off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, six days. That's still pretty impressive. I have to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I love teaching. And I, um, I think as long as my body can do it, I will do it. Cause it's, um, it's so rewarding. It's the best it's performing is one thing, but teaching and guiding and helping is such a different thing. And it's, it's so so amazing when you see people that you know you've taught them their very first pole move and then the next thing you see they're on stage they're performing they're competing and that's that's truly awesome yeah and you have um um the felix kane pole championship yeah i love it i love it and that's in perth i love it it's in perth yeah um so selfishly um Perth is, we are the most isolated, one of the most isolated cities in the world. So um, I did not know that. I force all these incredible pole dancers to come here. (laughs) 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 No, it's really, um, it's a really awesome comp. It's pole dancing the way that I want to see pole dancing done. So not just, I mean, I'm very impressed by the tricks, but, um, but the showmanship and creating a show, telling a story, making me feel something with pole dancing that's what I really like to see and so um with this comp it really um challenges people to create pieces of art and uh, and it's been phenomenal so far it really has all of these performers in the professional and the amateur just blow me away they're so awesome wow so is that a requirement to if you want to enter do you have to submit like a um like a narrative of some sort or um no not to not to um submit so what i do is i uh, open the competition up to video submission so the okay. professional comp is open up to video submission and um i go through all the videos and uh, anything that i want to see more of yeah. <laughs> then i i let you know so it's more um Rather than uh, forcing people to do extra work, I sort of say, "Give me your your best work so far, and uh, if it moves me and I yeah. want to see more, then um, then I'll let you know." And then when they come over to do the um, professional comp is when they have to interpret the theme of the event. Oh, so each one has a theme. Yeah, each comp has a different oh. theme. Yeah. What, what was the last so, theme? Yeah. 
the last theme, I can look at them because I've got them up. So the very first one was um, Creatures of the Night. The second one was Guilty Pleasures. Uh, third one is Metropolis. And the current one that hasn't been yet, so next year's one, is Playtime. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And then yeah, have, I'm excited. Yeah, and then you have and amateurs can come as well. You have an amateur portion. Oh, that's awesome! I have an I have an amateur um, competition as well. Um, so that's just finished um, on last Saturday. We yeah. had the finals. Um, it it runs a little bit differently. So I have instead of one night, I have three uh, three weeks of heats. And if you get through to the final, then it's on the final the fourth week. So and then I have interstate entries who can submit by video. Oh my gosh. So where, so wait, are you renting places for like all of these weeks or just the final one? Oh no, we have, we have a venue for all of the weeks. Oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And wow. we sold out, um, every Did week you? this, yeah, this time. Yeah. It was, it was really, and second, only second year it's been running. So that was really cool. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So it's like, so the studio, your, your championship, your competitions, is that, is that like the main bulk of your, of your focus? Not that that, I mean, that's a lot. I can't imagine if you're fitting something else in, but I thought I would ask. <laughs> yeah, definitely the studio, the competitions are, are like my, um, my little break from the studio because they're my other thing to work on that yeah. I really enjoy. And they're only like once a year, but the studio now is my main focus and, um, also, I do a little bit of traveling, so a little bit of traveling every year, probably do four trips a year, um, but I can't, I don't stay away for very long because of the studio. I always want to be back here. It's only, it's young. It's only two years old in next March, so it's still quite, it's still my little baby, yeah. and, uh, and so I like to be, I like to be here as much as possible. Yeah, so you'll, the, the highest bidder, I guess, you'll, you'll. You'll go do some traveling, pick, try to yeah, pick it, yeah. and just you can't you can't spread yourself thin. We've talked to so many people on this podcast that that's what it's come down to. It's like I want to do everything, but I have to just each year say I'm only going to do this many weeks, and then I commit to who and, I'm um, going to commit to. And to be honest, it's also just the people that I have known for a long yeah. time that I'll go that I'll travel for, and. Um, uh, just because you know, I've been I've been doing this for a long time, and you have bad experiences. So for me, it's it's safer if I only um, go with people I know or with people with uh, people who I know have recommended. Yeah, so, that yeah, makes sense. So, you're, you're at the point where you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it, yeah, you meet every every now and again, you'll meet someone new, and you're like, okay, yeah, you you. I'll come see you. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I want to go to this city that for I've never been to before. Oh, like, yeah, I exactly. I want to be on an exactly. island at this time. So, <laughs> But um, now it's a little bit easier because a lot of people do tour. So you can just ask them, hey, have you been here? And what was this person like? And is this a good place to go? Did you yeah. make good money? And what are the hours like? And yeah, so, um, so now it's easier because there are so many people who do tour. But before it was, it was a little tricky it's a little risky <laughs> yeah I could imagine just as like you know it's for people who are either going to travel or who are hosting workshops what would, oh yeah yeah what yeah. would be like a what would be something to look out for what's something that people should keep in mind that would make for like a bad experience you had 
as a host or as a um, guest? I would say as a as as a host. We're gonna assume that you're not as the guest doing bad things, but <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so one of the worst experiences that I ever had was having to teach nine hours of workshops in a row. Oh my gosh! So without a break, yeah. So I think definitely make sure that you don't do that. Because <laughs> They will never come back. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. That's um, And another one was not having a bed to sleep in, only having, like, a couch. Uh, not – oh, or, or not having a, a bed at all, but just being able to sleep in the car. That's enough, right, while we transfer you from one place to another. So rest is important for a pole performer. Make sure they've got a comfortable bed and they can rest. And um, and also um, not that it's um, – it's not a horrible thing, but a lot of the times when you go to places, people are very excited to see you, but you might have been on a plane for 24 hours and you just, you don't, you don't have the energy and people want to go out and they want to get you dinner and drinks and they want to experience life with you and you, you want to give it to them, but you just don't have the energy. You're so, so tired. Yeah. So maybe just at least one decent night's um, sleep before you take them out to dinner. <laughs> ah, you're like, because I'll take the dinner. I'll take the I'll drink. have the dinner. <laughs> I really enjoy food. <laughs> <laughs> Good things to remember. Yeah, because, you know, people may think like, oh, they're going to think I'm boring or I'm not like trying to like acclimate them to, to the community. But really, you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, I have to yeah. teach tomorrow and I need just to like – yeah, and I think that um, the majority of people who do tour, they, like, if I ever host anyone at my house, I say, okay, here's the Wi-Fi, there's your bedroom, here's your towels, I'm going to leave you alone when you need me, come and get me. And I, I just sort of leave them with their space because when they're away from home, you know, they're away from loved ones, they're away from family, they just want to touch base and yeah. um, have some alone time, have a shower and eat some food and probably go to sleep because that's the type of thing that I like to do. I just want to call my boyfriend, tell him I'm alive, eat some food, have a shower and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess if you're hosting people, what would be something that would be like if you're if that a guest would do that's just being needy, I guess, or something. Not oh, to I focus on the I've, negative, but oh, but it's so funny when it is. Um, <laughs> I haven't, um, I haven't experienced a bad um, guest, luckily. Oh, good. But some of my friends have, and they're like people who eat all the food in the fridge and demand more. Want to go, like, want to be taken places, like chauffeured, like they're. Uh, um, <laughs> They can't take a taxi. They have to be driven everywhere. Um, just very demanding um, people, I think, are the funniest sorts of guests. <laughs> yeah, I guess you just have to be like, yeah, don't eat all people's stuff and uh, yeah. don't be. I, uh... think, <laughs> I think just when you're very um, uh, different sort of people to the people that you're um, hosting, like some people are night people and some people are morning people. So, yeah. you know, the, if, you, if you're a night person who sleeps until 2 p.m. staying with someone who's up at 5 a.m., like, why are they sleeping? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's always fascinated me with the traveling around the world thing because I'm like, well, there's got to be situations where it's just like a bit awkward or something. And so you're like, like, I just want a hotel. Oh. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is a little bit strange. Um, I think probably the most fun is when there's a language barrier and ah. you just, you're trying to say things, but you both don't understand each other. So you just end up going, oh, I don't know. Whatever. Let's just, whatever, whatever. Just take me wherever. I don't yeah. know what's happening. Yeah, I'm right for I think workshop. if you... I think if you are the type of person that can adapt to different situations quite easily, then it doesn't really stress you out. But um, if you're kind of used to everything being a certain way, um, if you have a very strict diet, for example, sometimes traveling and that are not conducive. Mm. Um, but if you're like, uh, never mind, <laughs> it's not going to kill me, it's fine, then it's a lot easier just to sort of make it work. Yeah, you really would have to go go with the flow. Probably be laid back to be a yeah. Wonder- and also appreciating that um, it's not easy for a lot of people to you know get you over and and organize yeah. workshops and have. So I think you know to be appreciative, even if it's not perfect and it's not yeah. ideal, just to know that a lot of work has gone into getting you there, and um, and just to take it as it as it comes. Really, you know, there's people there who are so excited to see you and so yeah. um, gracious that you're there that you can only be yeah, happy to be there even if it's not your ideal situation yeah yeah oh that's that's very that's very true and very gracious of you to say because I can't imagine you would be like diva and be like where's my <laughs> oh, I said Captain Crunch where are you? Don't yeah. you? <laughs> where's my Captain Crunch I'm this I only I hate this organic yeah. vegan yeah <laughs> like throwing their soap and lotion around like ah <laughs> this was not in my contract yeah <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if pole dancers have riders like rock stars do, do but uh, maybe we're not there yet. But <laughs> some of them do. I certainly don't. But oh. I think some of them do. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you hear some interesting stories like touring around. I'm like, what? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You're like, I could have. I could have gotten away with that. I could have been. Yeah, right. <laughs> getting a bottle like, really? of whiskey at every one? house. <laughs> Yeah, one um I can't I don't I don't know who it was. I can't I can't even remember who I was talking to about it, but there was um somebody who was demanding first class flights and five star hotels and I was like Who what? <laughs> who has the money to do that? Yeah, Is that's that we, crazy. Hang on a sec. I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you get on the phone with your lawyer. We need a new contract here. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And I, I'm like, oh, hello, Felix. Yes, Felix, um, you need to do some work on your contract. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, get lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I have a lawyer now. I wish I had known about lawyers when I was younger, man. Yeah. That's, that's something I would say to um, to young Felix. I would say get an entertainment lawyer to look over all of your contracts. Yeah. That, especially when you were traveling as much as, as you did. and yeah. yeah. I was pretty lucky with, with, um, with my, with, well, with circuits, like they're, they're standard. really standard contracts. Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't anything that was really like bad in them. But, uh, but I still would have like, I think I should have understood them more. I was so excited. I was like, ah! I'll take it. Send us away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so now that you've been like dancing for this long, what what kind of pole dance like excites you today after all of these years? Like, what what oh, kind of uh, things do you like enjoy doing too? 
when I'm watching is definitely when people are feeling the music and dancing to the music and they don't even have to be doing hard things but if you can um it capture the music in your body and make me feel the music by the movements that you're doing I am party in your hands um that's the type of dancing that I like to see where it's it's beautiful music and it's it's dance movements interpreted perfectly to that to that music so not necessarily the hardest tricks but yeah movement that is perfect with the music that's what excites me um what do I enjoy doing? Uh, I think the older I get, the more I realize that I'm good only at the flexi moves and <laughs> not at the flipping or the strength moves. So I uh, feel most confident trying new things that are involve my leg flexibility. <laughs> Yes, for those who don't know, Felix came up with the spatchcock and the the eagle, right? Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, so I mean, hello, leg flexibility. Yeah, my <laughs> legs are very flexible. I cannot flip. I enjoy trying to flip. I cry, though. I do cry. I get really scared. I start crying. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's I think scary. one day I'm going to do a live so. video of me trying to flip because it's... <laughs> I know I'm being ridiculous. I know I'm being ridiculous, but I just, I can't do it. <laughs> just I feel like crying. it's a rational fear. I mean, <laughs> flipping off of a metal pole in the air, like, that's that's a natural uh, reaction. Even, even the baby flips, though. I'm, I just can't. I just can't. I'm so afraid. I don't even know what I'm afraid of. I'm just afraid of not knowing where my body is in space, mm-hmm. and I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you've gotten this far without having to do it, so oh, don't worry no about it. Sister. I am fine. I'm just <laughs> going to do the splits. I, oh, I can't flip? Never mind. Here's my leg. <laughs> I never noticed you didn't flip, to be honest with you. So <laughs> You'll notice now. I've got two moves. i got the eagle, i got the spatchcock, and that's it. And I've been, ri- I've been riding those moves for 12 years. <laughs> hey, whatever works, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> um, let's move into the second part of the interview to tie it up with the questions that I ask everyone. And I'm super curious of this first one because nine out of ten times the answer is you. So I'm wondering, you being the person I'm asking, what's your answer going to be? And it is, who is your pole crush? Alethea Austin. <laughs> Good one. I love her. I yeah. love her. She's so beautiful. She's, I love the way she moves. I love the person that she is. I just, I love her. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Obviously, she's another one that comes up all the time, too. Yeah. So you two are both, like, super pioneers in the industry in general. So it makes sense that yeah. you guys admire each other. Yeah, she's she's awesome. And she and I've known her for such a long time as well. So it's nice. It's it's cool having like an old school pole buddy. Yeah, yeah, I can, <laughs> can imagine. Like, reminisce about the old days when 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 we were really good because oh. we could do the splits. <laughs> yeah, back in our day. Yeah, anyway, back then when doing the splits was impressive. <laughs> for many of us, it still is, and still something to reach for. So. <laughs> Rest assured, you're, you, you still inspire many of us. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> and so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? 
Hmm. I think it would be for me. I really enjoy, and I think in the states you you have it quite strong,、um, where the pole community as a whole supports each other. So there's a lot of、um, there's not a lot of There is a bit of competition, but it's healthy competition. Whereas I think in Australia we still have a very your studio, my studio sort、mm. of a, a vibe. And so for me in Australia, I think what I would love to see is that we sort of embrace each other as fellow pole dancers and not as competition to each other. Also, you know, in the same vein that that all. Styles of pole dancing are still pole dancing. We're all just one big happy family. That there's no right or wrong way to do it. That and、um, we can learn really cool stuff from each other, even if we're not doing the same style. So I think unifying it, making it bigger, making it better, making it just keep. I think if we just keep going in the direction that we're going, we'll be good. Yeah, and that makes sense considering that the first thing you said when I asked, like the mission of your studio was community, that you would want that community to extend like to your entire pole family and not just your studio family. You know? Oh,、so. exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly.、Um, I think there's, you know, certainly in Perth,、um, we're there's not very many studios here. There's plenty of there's plenty of business for everyone. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, and that's I'm happy to hear you say that. So. Hopefully that'll be a bit of an influence. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I think it's easy to be catty and bitchy. I think when you're you're feeling intimidated by you know competition or business competition, but I think it's probably better for everybody if we can all be friends. <laughs> I would agree with that, and it makes it a lot more enjoyable for everyone as well. Yeah, who doesn't want yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. And I think also as a studio owner, when you set an example and you are not.、Um, Bitching about other studios and、um, about other people's dancers, and when you are encouraging all pole dancers universally and all pole studios universally, then it sets a really good example for those people just coming into the industry. Because I think you know your beginners, especially if they come into this world where you know you hate this and you hate that, and oh that person over there. What if they want to go to that studio? Because one day they move closer to that studio, they're going to feel really torn. So I think it's you know it's important to realize that the world is bigger than pole dancing, and we can all be friends. I I hundred percent agree with that, and I、um, opened a studio last two months ago, what last month, and I was. Welcome with open arms here in Austin, Texas. Like every,、Aww. I like spoke with every studio before I opened it, and we all were on the same page. I opened, respected them in a different area, not near anyone, and doing like my own thing that's not in direct competition with anyone. And、yeah. just to have that like support in, within the community and to still be able to support them, I mean. I would have been fucking、awesome. miserable if it was like they were all like ah, ah bitchy, you know, yeah, or if I was trying、awesome. to take their people or something. That's like totally, yeah, yeah. totally not.、And、so it's so yeah, it's so good when that can happen.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not seen as an attack or、mm-hmm. as as you're being a horrible person by stealing business, but you know, you're living your dream. You're doing something that you want to do、yeah. in your way, and and people are supportive. That's amazing. Yeah, and like Felix Kane, no one's going. You're never going to be doing exactly what the other studio is doing. Oh yeah, yeah, and exactly. And people can pick. Oh, I like that. That serves me more, type of thing. So yeah, or have both, have it all, do whatever you want. You、oh, know? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> 
So do you have anything coming up that you want to share with our audience? So when you... Just go visit you at your studio in Perth. Yeah, come visit me at my <laughs> studio in Perth. So I am going to go to Europe in 2018 in the European summer, so June, July. But I haven't um, finalized any travel dates or um, I will be doing some workshops and some touring, but not confirmed yet. So Europe, I'll be there. Um, also, um, I guess Playtime, the um, Felix Kane yeah. Pole Championships, the professional um competition next year is going to be the 26th of may i think that's right i hope it's right now 26th of may I just confirm on felix's social media okay i'll yeah, put all yeah, of it in the yeah. show notes double, double check but um if anybody is interested in submitting an entry to that to just email me at info at felixcanepolechampionships.com and I'll definitely get the right date to you. Um, <laughs> and that'll I can send out all the information on how to enter and submit your video and maybe come over to Perth and do some dancing for me. That'll be yes. fun. Yes. Oh, yes, I hope. I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people already plan to do that. But um, an, an yeah. excuse to travel to Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you just want to come and watch, that's yeah. the date that it's going to be and it will be here in Perth. So come on down. Um, and then... I think that's all my exciting news. Hang on, let me think. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. All right, we'll yeah. put all your social media and the show notes too so people who are, I don't know who the hell's not following you, but if they're not, <laughs> they can find you and, and you can update them closer to the event time and, and all of that, that all the new stuff great. that comes. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And before we let you go... Can you leave us with an empowering message or quote or story? Just something and fun to sign off with? I was going to think about this and then I forgot to think about it. <laughs> well, I would have to say that there's, there's two things that I find really helpful and important in my, in my whole life and career. One thing is to not compare yourself to anybody else because you're never going to be anybody else. You're only going to be yourself. And to know what it is that you love and to focus on that. So it's really easy, I think, in poll because we're always watching other people and looking at other people and, and being impressed by other people to stop to stop uh, realizing why, what it is that we enjoy and why we love to do it. And it becomes more about um, doing something for somebody else, so, you know, mm-hmm. for somebody else's viewing pleasure and to impress them and to show them that you can do it. So I think always bring it back to you and why you love it and know why you love it and focus on that, whether it's the hair flicks or the heels or the sparkles or the makeup or whatever it is, or a certain song you just want to dance to all the time and take it back to that and know that that's enough. Like you don't need to go out and do a rainbow Marchenko. You can just carry on head flicking for the rest of your pole dancing career. (laughs) And that's all you need to do as long as it makes you happy. That is top advice right there. Yeah. And then the second thing is always to stay positive. Even when, you know, when you're injured, when you can't pole dance any anymore, is just to stay positive and remember that you're a whole person without pole dancing. 
Another great reminder. Yeah, it's hard to remember that sometimes we get so obsessed and so into it. And it's like yeah, all, yeah. All everything, but <laughs> yeah, it just becomes your whole world. And then, you know, the minute you're into something, you can't do anything, you get really down. Yeah. But we, are, we were people before we started pole dancing and we were happy. So I always remember, try to remember one day, I'm not going to be able to pole dance anymore and I'm still going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Great advice. Thank you so much, Felix. It was so fun talking with you today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.